0: You're listening to episode number 11 of the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Today, we're welcoming one of our favorite people ever on the podcast, our marketing manager and Facebook ad extraordinaire, Max Static. Max is a Miami and Los Angeles-based wedding photographer as well as a certified Facebook and Instagram ads expert. He helps creative businesses and wedding pros leverage the power of Facebook and Instagram advertising to target the exact clients they dream of working with so they can run a happier business and live a better life. He's consistently booked himself solid year after year using strategies that are tried and proven to work. But his life hasn't always been this way. Back when he first started his business, he struggled to even get leads in his inbox and booking anyone was like a far-fetched dream. After diving deep into the world of advertising and investing thousands of dollars into attending marketing workshops and conferences around the world, he discovered the secret sauce. And today he is here on the Heart & Hustle podcast to share his magic secret sauce with you all. We're so excited. We hired Max last year when we were prepping to launch our first online course. And without a doubt, I'm not kidding, Max was the best investment we ever could have made when it came to launching our course. He's so knowledgeable about Facebook and Instagram ads, but more than that, he's just a freaking genius when it comes to tried and true marketing strategies. And in today's episode, he holds nothing back. We go over things like, Why Facebook ads? Do they really work? Max breaks down what should and shouldn't be in your ad copy. He walks us through multiple examples of setting up a sales funnel, what the heck a Facebook pixel even is, and so much more. If you've ever been curious about advertising on Facebook and Instagram, Max is about to literally blow your minds. I'm going to shut up now because this episode is so jam-packed with so much goodness, so let's just get right to it. Max static, everyone.
1: Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hey, hey, Max, welcome to the show. Hi. We are so excited to have you on Lindsay and I, I think you already know this, but we freaking adore you. And we are so thankful for the magic that you've created for us and our businesses. Um, And we're stoked to have people just kind of get their minds blown about your marketing genius and have you share with them about like Facebook ads and all the goodness. Um, But I kind of wanted to start off and just hear like, how did your career start? Like, talk to us about how you got to where you are now.
2: Oh, totally. So number one, I wanted to say how excited I am to be with you guys on the podcast because like I absolutely love working with you guys. Mm -hmm. The whole thing about, you know, having an ideal client, you know, I used to roll my eyes in that at that. But now that I have like really intense uh, relationships with people that I'm helping with marketing, that is totally true. When you're like working Mm -hmm. with people that you enjoy working with, even if you have to work your two-shelf, life is so much better. (laughs) Um, So I'm excited to like, Hey, like be talking and it's not work related or project related. Oh, um,
0: yes. We love you so much. Just like what you said, it's, it's incredible.
2: Same here. But so here's how I got started. My, my journey into Facebook ads and, mar- and marketing and Instagram ads wasn't really linear or straightforward. Um, so, you know, if you rewind like a few decades ago, um, I kind of had this very boring path where I went to college, got a degree, got a corporate job. You know what, what you're supposed to do when you grow up. And um, my degree is actually in marketing. I have a, a master's in business administration with a minor in marketing. And then I got a corporate job, which was horribly boring. Um, and uh, I, I really hated it. It was good money, but it was really, really not fulfilling. Um, so from there, I ended up opening my own company, uh, which was totally different field in construction, um, did pretty well. But because, um, it was like still in that corporate environment, I w- still wasn't happy. And as like all of this was happening, uh, my wife who does commercial modeling, um, said one day, she's like, Hey, I could really use some practice. What if we bought a camera and every Saturday or Sunday, we like went to a park and you took photos of me. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, so we got, we got an old T2i Canon T2i, which kind of tells you the dates, like how long ago that was. <laughs> so good, uh, so
1: good.
2: I think they're like up to like uh, model 6 now, T6i or something like that. But anyways, uh, it was a crop sensor and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I uh, I remember like sitting there and googling how do you get blurry background? Because uh, oh I, I didn't God. even know the word aperture or depth of field.
0: Um, so funny.
2: So, you know, long story short, I really enjoyed shooting and an opportunity presented itself to sell my company. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a full-time photographer. And it's freaking hard to get bookings. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, after trying for a little bit, the traditional methods of, you know, signing up for the knot and wedding wire, I was like, this is not going to cut it. Like I am going to be starving to death. And, you know, hence the (laughs) starving artist thing. I was like, I better start marketing this the way I used to market, you know, before when I worked in the corporate, corporate world. And so I just dove really deep into learning Facebook ads and Instagram ads because I realized this is where the audience is. Like people that are getting married, that's where they're at. They're on Instagram and they're on Facebook. Uh Um, and I kind of got a little obsessed with it. Actually, I got a lot obsessed with it. (laughs) I like went to every freaking workshop I could find on the topic and like, I'll be the odd ball in the room because like, Everybody would be like, you know, uh, chief marketing officer for this company and that company. And I'd be like, oh, I'm a photographer. And they're like, Why are you here? <laughs> um, but but it paid off, you know, investing all the time and money in workshops. You know, I'm a huge believer in education even from before that. But my journey into Facebook ads proved that workshops and conferences really do work. Um, I can't point back to just one workshop, uh, but rather like the combined mass of all of the workshops that I went to. And of course, some were better, some were worse. But overall, like I, I all of a sudden start seeing lots of improvement. And before you know it, I was getting like completely booked, and like to a point where you know I would start booking, let's say, for a year, and within two to two and a half months, that's it. I would have no more room for weddings. And at the time, I was shooting fifty weddings a year, which is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it was exhausting, but. You know, so as as I was kind of like doing all of that, other photographers started asking me, they're like, hey, um, what's going on? Like, you, you kind of just start, you're new, and all of a sudden you're fully booked and, you know, at, at decent prices. And so I just started sharing what I knew and it kind of took off. Like people start reaching out, like, hey, can you do some ads for me? Uh, and kind of like when you guys reached out and you're like, hey, we're going to launch, you know, this awesome workshop online. Can you help us out? That's kind of like how, Um, It wasn't just with you guys. It was kind of like how it all took off. People were just reaching out, seeing my results and wanting to have the same results. Um, Yeah. And so that's how I ended up doing what I do today.
0: That's insane. Dude, I didn't know you were doing 50 weddings a year. And that was all you you were getting those inquiries and bookings from Facebook ads.
2: Everything came from Facebook or or Instagram. Uh, Literally, like if you look right now or even last year, 100% of my bookings Uh, with the exception of those that are referrals. But even those that are referrals, they're referred by couples that originally came from Instagram or or, or, or Facebook.
0: That's incredible. Well, and you touched on it a little bit, but uh, I'd love for you to tell our listeners kind of the story of how you met us, how you got in contact with us, or more, I guess, how we got in contact with you. um, And just kind of like, how we know each other, give like the background on that for everybody.
2: Yeah, totally. So it was an epic journey back in, back in January. <laughs> I remember, I remember Evie was the one who reached out to me first and she's like, dude, I've been trying to find you, but I couldn't find your contact info. What the hell? <laughs> and, and so we have a mutual friend who, who has his own uh, their own workshop, you know, the Hans. And so I know that you guys were getting ready to launch for the first time, your online university um mm-hmm. website and, and your you know the the flagship course and so i got an email from evie saying hey we're launching this thing and you know we'd like some help and at first i was like oh it's probably just something small but then i when i when i saw what you guys are launching i'm like dude that's a huge workshop and i was like we got two weeks um but we pulled it <laughs> yeah. off i think we did great <laughs>
0: We kind of reached out like a little last minute. We were like, oh, maybe we should think about like doing some Facebook ad marketing for this.
1: (laughs) We didn't know anything. I will say that. And I am so, so thankful that like John referred us to you um, because... Max, like you are such a lifesaver. You go above and beyond like everything when you work with us. And literally, like I tell everyone, I'm like, yeah, so our marketing manager, like that's literally what I call you. And I know like you don't work like full time with us, but literally like you are never leaving the heart and us like ever like you're stuck. We love you.
2: (laughs) I love you too, guys. I have to say that. I really like if you even take the money out of the equation and, you know, the whole thing of good customer service, which always obviously are important, you know, making money is important and good customer service is important. But even if you take that out of, out of the equation, because I've been with you guys from the very beginning, I kind of feel like I uh, like, like a little bit of an ownership, not like it uh, yeah. feels like I'm just, I just want to see the, uh, see you guys win because I've seen it from the very beginning. So it's like, yes. it, it's hard not to care.
0: Oh. You're seriously like so good. And like by the end of this episode, everyone is freaking in the world gonna hire you. Yeah. (laughs) You're incredible.
2: (laughs) I appreciate it, guys. Um Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, you're good.
2: I was gonna say, and and now you guys just did another launch and uh this time it was much like even more smoother than the first time because we kind of already knew how we all work together. And it was just it's funny because we actually did a ton of work, like Hundreds of hours of work in a matter of a few weeks, but it didn't even feel that way. It just felt like, Mm -hmm. like you guys say, frolicking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I think that was because like all of the work with kind of getting. Integrated with you and your system, and then even just like prepping all the copy for like different Facebook ads and everything. We already did that for the first launch. So the second launch, even though there was a ton of work to be done, I felt like it went smoother just because it was like round two of the same thing.
1: Yeah. And I think Max, too, like working with you, you do such a good job of teaching while you're like doing. And so we knew a lot of like the back end process of what we were doing and why we were doing it. And you just handle so much. Like we can just be like, Max, we're, we're. lost we're stuck we don't understand this like help us and you're like i got it already took care of it don't worry about it so you are like you make it run smoothly like i'm not just puffing you up on the podcast like legit you make everything that you touch like super smooth and super successful and we're so thankful for you for that
2: thanks guys
1: well i want to dive in a little bit and have people get their minds freaking blown by you um because people I feel, including myself and Lindsay, like don't understand Facebook ads at all, or like we barely understand it. Right. Um, we're so, like <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, let's bring in Max. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of people wonder, and myself included before we hired you, they wonder if Facebook ads are even like worth the money. Um, so I would love to hear like a little bit of like, why do you think they're worth it? And like, What made you choose those Facebook ads as that like number one marketing method in your business?
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question, because I'm usually, you know, when somebody tells me, oh, this is the way to go, I tend to be skeptical. So I did a lot of research before I even jumped on on the Facebook and Instagram bandwagon. Um, There's two ways to look at it. You can look at it from a quantitative analytical point of view, and you can also look at it from a, you know, just anecdotal you know uh, point of view um so if we start with anecdotal all you have to do is walk into a starbucks walk into a a, a a supermarket checkout line and you'll see a phenomena that you wouldn't see even 20 years ago almost every human there that is not on the clock that is not working and even some that are working um are on their phones scrolling they're just scrolling away you know because we've you know we used to just have to tolerate boredom so when we stood in line um, we had no choice but to be bored. So we'd look at the magazines on the shelf or, you know, or just twiddle our thumbs. And now we, we kind of, but nobody really likes boredom. And we now live in an era where for the first time ever, we don't have to be bored ever because every little second can be filled up with something interesting. You can pull out your phone and you can jump on social media and kind of consume the type of information that you want to consume and that you enjoy consuming. And if you do a little experiment, which is a bit creepy, but I did it because I wanted to know. So I've, I'd walk into a Starbucks and I'd see people stand in line on their phones and I'd kind of go behind a person and like peek over their shoulder just to see, (laughs) just to see are they on Facebook or Instagram or not? And like, I wouldn't look at what they're doing. I just wanted to see like, what app are they on? And you know, I know that's really creepy, but I wanted to make sure I'm (laughs) going in the right direction (laughs) and every freaking body is either on Instagram or Facebook. Like, it's really rare to pick over somebody's shoulders and they're like on something else. Um, and that was the, that's the anecdotal side of things. If you look at the actual data, if you look actually at the analytical s- stuff, um, so Facebook reports, um, what's their monthly active users, uh, count. And an active user is defined as somebody who has been on the app in no more than 30 days ago. So like, if somebody's been on Facebook, 6 months ago they would not be considered an active user. They had to be there in the last 30 days. And as of the last time they reported the active users, there was 2.3 billion. That's with a b. Oh 2.3 my God. billion. And you guys that's know how many people are on the planet, right? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, but but not that much more. On on the entire planet there is only Isn't it
0: like 7 billion or something?
2: Yeah, it's it's all it's between 7 and 8 billion. Okay. So so about About 27% roughly of everybody on this planet is an active user on either Facebook or Instagram.
0: That is insane.
2: Yes, it is. Now, when you factor in that that number is not equally distributed, it's not like, you know, Kenya or Uganda has an equal number of users as the United States. Obviously, United States, Canada, you know, all all the, you know, English-speaking world countries are much more saturated than social media compared to, so like that percentage, 27% is not even equally throughout the world. So if you look right, specific,
0: it's, like, it's weighted towards the U S
2: yeah. So like if you, if you kind of zoom in and look at the U S numbers and specifically, you're looking at the younger population. If your business, if you're in the wedding business, you're serving primarily that 20 to 40 year old person. You're rarely serving somebody who is 70 year old. Um, And even in other businesses, you're primarily serving a population that's on Facebook. So like 20 to 40-year-olds, the numbers are astonishing. Like more than 75% of the population are active users on Facebook. Dang. Yeah. So that's what, when I said, I'm like, hey, if I want to find my couples, that's the best place to look. They're definitely on Facebook.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's That's insane.
0: So like, that's just... The old, like kind of doing that research is what made you choose Facebook ads, I guess, because in my opinion, when I think of Facebook ads versus like other marketing strategies like Instagram, like just like killing it at Instagram or even just like blogging a lot or SEO, Facebook, obviously Facebook ads cost money. So it, it it's a marketing strategy that costs money up front, whereas some other ones you might be able to get away with not spending money right away.
2: Right. So, so that was what, that was the initial thing that made me look into it. Then I started researching more and I realized number one, this whole free versus paid is a bit elusive and it's not so straightforward. So you could say, all right, um, if I run an ad on Instagram, which by the way, whenever you hear me saying Facebook ads, just consider me saying Instagram ads as well. It's just Mm -hmm. shorter to say Facebook ads, but Facebook and Instagram is one company. And when you run an ad, you're, you're easily running it on both unless you specifically elect not to. Um, so you can look at it this way. You could say, okay, I can run an ad on Facebook uh, or on Instagram and it's going to cost me money or I can just do organic on, on Instagram and it works great as well. But once you think of the fact that time is money and you look at how much time and how much effort it takes to do the organic thing, you then realize that your best result is going to come from both. Um, um. When I when I work with clients, by far, the people who get the best results are those that are combining both organic and paid. If you're going just for one or the other, you're not going to get as good of a result as, as if you combine both.
1: Yeah. Because that allows
2: you to create a relationship. Uh, you see, the problem with organic is really hard to reach new people. Yes, you have hashtags. Yes, you have stalking methods and, and all these other ways, but... With organic, people who are already following you on Instagram, they're a low-hanging fruit. They'll see what you're posting. But people who don't follow you, they're they're kind of harder to reach. Whereas with ads, it's real easy to reach people who don't follow you, but it's hard to stay in front of them again and again and again because you have to pay for it. Not because it's difficult, Mm -hmm. but because it costs money. So in my point of view, the best route is to reach them first with paid ads, bring them in, show them how awesome you are, and then keep going with an organic strategy so they see you again and again and again so that as you know it takes multiple touches before they know your brand Mm -hmm. that's where you get your multiple touches
0: okay that makes sense that's fascinating (laughs) i love i love your perspective on it like that's so good um okay switching back just to like a beginner what advice would you have to somebody who's like brand new to their business and is hearing you and is like, okay, so I need to start with ads first and then kind of go into an organic um, method of just like connection on social media. Um, What advice would you give to someone who wants to dip their toe into the Facebook, Instagram ad marketing strategy, like if they're just beginning? Cool.
2: So if you're just beginning, but you're already having, a, have a website and you're already having some sort of traffic to your website, even if it's pretty, you know, thin traffic. And especially if you've made, you know, the move and paid for something like wedding wire or the knot, you are getting some traffic from them. Um, well, I would say first go for the lowest hanging fruit, which is retargeting. Now, retargeting is simply the, the, it's simply going back and targeting somebody again. So what you're doing is, um, think of of a bride who goes on the knot and finds your your images interesting. So she clicks on your website. She's now seen your brand once. Most likely, three days from now, she's not going to remember who you are. But if you come back and put an ad in front of her specifically and get her back to your website for the second and third time, now it's very likely she will remember you because she's seen you multiple times. And retargeting tends to be really inexpensive because it's much easier to engage somebody who's already been engaged with you than it is to engage somebody completely new. So I would start with retargeting. And I'll give you a couple of examples of where the the lowest hanging fruits are. So for example, imagine the following scenario. Imagine that somebody comes to your website and they take the time to look at your About Me page and they take the time to look at your pricing page and they take the time to fill out the contact form. Right. So they fill out the contact form and you respond, of course. But as you know, they're not ready to book yet. They're shopping around, especially if you are providing an expensive service that costs several thousand dollars. They are going to have to shop around. So what if while they shop around, every time they went on Instagram, they saw a review that, that you got from somebody else, five stars, right? So now like they go to your website. They already think you're cool because they inquire with you. And then right as soon as they're done inquiring, they go on Instagram for whatever reason and they see like that Jessica and David left you a five-star review and you can post the whole review as part of your ad. And then next time they go on Instagram, they see that um, Emily and Mike left you a review and that one is also five stars. And so there a certain impression starts to build in their mind as to how good your, uh, you know, people's skills are, customer service and so on and so forth. Uh, whereas the other vendors they're looking at, if they're not doing the same thing, they're going to kind of like dissipate into the oblivion because these people are looking at so many vendors. They're just going to start forgetting them.
1: Yeah. That's wow. So good. And I know I have, that- I have so many questions based on that. Sorry. Go <laughs> <up>. <laughs> no, I just wanted to kind of throw out there, like we know Lindsay and I both know the stats for how many websites, like newly engaged couples are visiting within the first week of getting engaged. Um, and obviously this is wedding specific cause we both were wedding photographers, but, um, it's just a mind boggling amount, I believe. And this was like last year. So there might be an updated stat, but there's like 72 websites within one week of getting engaged. Um, and you have to stand out and you have to like be different than the others, um, in order to catch like those clients attention and Facebook ads and retargeting them with like those reviews and basically proving your worth Mm -hmm. is so brilliant. Like it's so smart. And I think something that's
0: really awesome is Max doing kind of your strategy of retargeting the people that like have interacted with you even once, but then combining that with like everything that me and Evie teach about like personal branding, like would set you up so good. Like when you connect with like when you're doing the strategy from Facebook ads, but then you're combining that with just like being a personal human that like they, they want to get to know as a friend. I think that's so powerful.
2: It goes without saying 100%. This is the other thing. So I see, and, and I'm very fortunate to have a community where there's nearly 4,000 people who are all talking only about marketing and stuff. And so I get to see an insight um, into a lot of humans trying to do this. And I find something really, really interesting. I find some people, uh, like they'll, they'll take a strategy that I teach and they'll run with it and they're having enormous success. And then others will do the same exact strategy and fail. And so it, 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 initially it really fascinated me. How is it possible that, you know, they're following the same strategy yet one of them is like booking up completely and the other one can't get one booking. And I'm like, okay, so what, what fails? And so I started looking into like, what are the main reasons why somebody failed versus what, why somebody else succeeded. Like I'd compare everything they did and, and try and find the differences. And I was able to narrow it down to only two things. A, you fail if you don't follow the instructions properly and, and just screw up the ad setup, which would be a technical reason to fail. And that happens to all of us. Like, don't feel bad. I used to fail in the beginning and make mistakes in the setup as well. Uh, but B, and that's the bigger reason, they may have a perfectly set up ad But if it's not communicating in a friendly language and it doesn't sound authentic and the copy on their website doesn't really work well, it doesn't matter. They're getting clicks on their ad, but then nothing happens when these people come to the website because they're not connecting with the brand. So Mm -hmm. like to be super clear, the ads are just step one and you still have to do everything that you guys teach in your course, which... I, you know, I, I think the information you guys are giving in your course is so valuable because without that approach of, you know, communicating properly and displaying a brand presence on social media and on your website in the proper way, it doesn't matter how good you are at ads, you're not going to get the results that you see others are getting. And so I'm so happy that you said something about that.
0: That's good because I, yeah, it's, it's a both and situation. It's like Facebook ads are, if you're going with that route or that strategy, like it's the first stepping stone and you have to back it up with like solid, solid work and then solid, like a personal brand.
2: Totally. Uh, I actually have a good example that, that I think would illustrate what, what we mean here. So if you think of this whole thing as a relay race, right. Where you have multiple runners. And if you think of your ad as runner number one, and then you think of your website as runner number two, and then you think of your booking form as runner number three, and so on and so forth. Um, and then you think of the couple as the baton, right? And and by the way, that could apply to any business. So it doesn't have to be a couple, it could be a customer. Um, but think of it this way: let's say that your ad, runner number one, is like the fastest runner in the world, right? So it's gonna run super fast, and then it's gonna transfer that baton or that customer to the next runner, which is your website. But let's say that your website is like an injured runner who's just ha- sprained their knee or their, their ankle. <laughs> an, <laughs> like, an injured runner. <laughs> <laughs> like, if your website had just sprained their ankle, it's <laughs> not going to be able to run really fast. And so you're still going to lose the race. Like, mm-hmm. do you see what I'm saying here?
1: Yeah. Or, that's so good. That's even like when you were like saying that analogy, I was just picturing because I know so many people in as business owners are scared of their website. Um, a lot of them, not all of them, but their website might even be the the runner that literally just drops the baton like entirely. There you um, go. Yeah. And absolutely. it's just like out of the race. It's, it's completely gone.
2: Yeah, mm. absolutely. So you kind of need to get all of it correctly in order to be able to, you know, book a lot and just have a really awesome, you know, marketing strategy.
1: Uh, I love that. That's so good. Um, Max, I would love to hear like this kind of flows right into this. What is your advice then um, for someone who's wanting to write engaging like Facebook ad um, or, you know, email copy or anything that does get people to stop and click on like that ad? Like, do you have your top advice for like things that will make you stand out?
2: Yeah, totally. So number one. Forget all your grammar and English rules when you sit down through <laughs> marketing. None of them apply. You don't want to sound like a boring rob- robot or like a corporation. You just want to speak like you would speak to your friends, right? So, like, if you were gonna tell a friend of yours about your business, how how would you say? Would you say? We at XYZ Photography care about your wedding day. Like you wouldn't talk like that to your friend, right?
1: I want to throw up just (laughs) saying (laughs) that.
2: Right. But I see that happen all the time. Like I'll see somebody who's a really cool person who has an amazing personality and it's just absolutely fascinating to talk to. And then I go to their website and I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, this is not the same person I just talked to. Like I just talked to this awesome person and now I'm going to their website and they don't seem that awesome anymore. Um, And it's (laughs) not that they're not awesome. It's just we all get this like, you know how people like when you put them in front of a professional camera and all of a sudden they're like super awkward and you tell yeah. them to smile and they do this like super cheesy smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like when you pull out a website and advertising copy in front of them, that same thing happens to people. And so I would say number one, be freaking yourself. Don't try and be somebody that you're not talk exactly like you would to your friends. Um, and, and just be normal. Now, if you're like me and it's hard for you to type that way or to write that way, I found a real ha- uh, like a real easy hack to use. What I do is I don't type. I turn on the dictation and I just talk because it's so much easier to talk naturally than it is to write naturally. Yeah. And so I'll just talk mm-hmm. into the microphone and whatever is typed up, I'll just go back and clean up, you know, whatever Siri didn't pick up right. But I find that I get such a m- more genuine, you know, copy from doing that as opposed to just trying to type it myself.
0: Yeah, Max, you are literally like teaching, like on our level. Like we like like you're saying what we teach, which is amazing. Like we are on the same page, like so much. Yeah, uh, like we tell people to like voice record themselves and to type how they would actually say things in real life. So like we are so about that. Um, is that the only advice that you uh, yeah. would so, give? Then?
2: So the other the other thing that you can do is go back. Like a day or two later after you've written it and just sit down and read it out loud, but it has to be out loud. It cannot be like quiet reading. Just read it out loud and, and you'll immediately see if it sounds silly. The other thing that I would say is that continuation is a concept that's really important. Like whatever you is in your ad copy wise and image wise, when they click on that ad, that needs to transfer to wherever they went. Like you can't be like saying, Hey, um, you know, I, I want to share with you this amazing gallery that I just shot at Vizcaya Museum in Miami. And then when they click on it, it takes them to your homepage because there is no connection there. And so they're just going to bounce, um, mm-hmm. the ad and whatever the ad says in the image has to connect to whatever is going to be where they land. So with that said, it would be a very rare situation where you would send your traffic to your homepage. Yeah, um, that
0: makes sense. Well, then piggybacking off of that, what are like three must haves that everyone should include in a facebook ad
2: okay so number one purpose what is the purpose of this ad just boosting your post is a bad idea um unless you're in the business of giving away your money uh to facebook for free um so don't boost your posts instead sit down and slow down put your phone on airplane mode or whatever you need to do not to be disturbed and think through a an entire strategy don't think like oh i'm just gonna boost this post like well, like, what do you want the ultimate result to be? Yeah, if it's a booking, well, ask yourself, what needs to happen before they book? And then, okay, you've defined, okay, before they book, we need to have a phone call. Great. What do I need to do to get them on the phone? Okay, so I need to do this. Great. What do I need to do before that to get, like, you have to write down all these steps and plan in advance. So you have this entire thing, which is called a funnel, but that's just a technical term for a plan. You know, when you have a, a, a written-down funnel and you know exactly what you're gonna do, all of a sudden it becomes much easier. And then you know all the ads you're gonna need to run, all the images you need gonna need to gather, all the copy you're gonna need to write. Um, and and I'm sure you guys saw how, how convenient it was when before we started with launching your course for the second time, when I just handed you a PDF that had a flow chart, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we knew exactly what we'll need. And mm-hmm. then Abby was able to sit down and write it all down in one sitting as opposed to having to go back and like, Hey, we're missing this or we're missing that.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And that literally is like so helpful, at least for me, like writing all of the copy for all of our launches. Like it's so easy and nice for me to look at like the exact layout and flow of like this funnel, like where, Mm -hmm each step leads into another, um, and how like this copy needs to connect to this copy. And like, I can bounce like piggyback, um, off of like step a and down into step C because they went like ABC. It's just super helpful to actually see it written out too, when you're like planning and strategizing.
2: Right. And, and as a result, what happens is you're creating a conversation as opposed to just one ad, you know, when you say something in your ad, And then three days later, they see a different ad and it connects together and then they get an email from you and that also connects. It feels like a story. It feels like a conversation as opposed to just a random sentence that just is out of context.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I have so many (laughs) thoughts. (laughs)
0: All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes.
1: Um, why don't we talk then, since we were like kind of talking a little bit about funnels, can you just kind of touch on like what a sales funnel is and why it's so, so important to have that in place so that people have like that those steps that they're following after they interact with an ad
2: yeah 100 percent. so a funnel is basically a set of steps that is designed at the top to bring in a, a large crowd of people that would be potentially good lead for you and then through a series of steps it's designed to separate the people that would not be a good match from the people that would be a good match and at the bottom of the funnel it's designed to to make whatever it is that you want to do either it's a sale or a booking or if you're a charitable organization, then get a donation, Um, whatever it is that you consider a success at the end of this process. And the reason why it's shaped as a funnel and as opposed to a straight line is because it's really hard to tell in the very beginning when you first encounter a person, are they going to be a good match or not? But once you've interacted with them three, four, five times, it's really easy to separate them from everybody else. So I'll give you an example. Let's say that you've decided, uh, let's say this is 2015 and shooting weddings in Iceland is back in style like it used to be in 2015. <laughs> um, I remember that was like my life's goal, I needed the wedding in Iceland to be it cool. It was
1: the hip <laughs> thing to do.
2: <laughs> it was the hip thing to do. And so j- let's say that you need a wedding in Iceland if you want to feel validated, right? <laughs> <laughs> at the at I the
0: top, humor I just love it so much
2: <laughs> At the top of the because I needed a wedding in Iceland to feel validated but <laughs> at, the, at the top of the funnel you'll have engaged couples right because anybody who's is engaged is essentially eligible to get married in, in Iceland. So at the top of the funnel it's going to be pretty wide you're basically saying hey if you speak English so I can communicate with you and you are engaged you are going to be getting married then you are a good fit. But then you take it a step narrower. You say, okay, well, not everybody is going to want to get married in Iceland. So let's eliminate everybody who doesn't want to get married in Iceland. And how am I going to do that? I'm going to give them in step two a lead magnet that is Iceland specific. Right. For example, I'm going to say the guide to planning the perfect elopement in Iceland. Well, that eliminates everybody who doesn't want to get who doesn't want to elope in Iceland because they're just not going to click on that ad or download it. So Mm -hmm. right there, immediately you eliminate everybody who doesn't fit your criteria and you're down to a smaller group. But now you still have another issue. Not everybody who wants to open Iceland is a good match for your photography style, right? Some people want it bright and airy. Some people want it dark and moody. Some people want a more photojournalistic approach. Some people want a more posed approach and so on and so forth. And so you need to do the second step or the third step where you eliminate everybody who doesn't match your style, right? Because you don't want to have a couple who books you and they're expecting something completely different. And then you deliver the photos and they're disappointed because everybody's going to be disappointed. So it's better just to get rid of them right up front. Uh, because that way they deserve to have a photographer who is going to capture Daryl open how they want it captured. And you deserve to have couples who are going to appreciate your style and not ask you to do something that you don't normally do. And so that, that would be the next step. And, and, you know, and so on and so forth, you kind of eliminating everybody who doesn't fit. And at the bottom of the funnel, you're left with a much smaller pool of people. But it's okay that it's much smaller because you can't shoot seven thousand weddings or opens by yourself per year. So you don't need all the leads you can get. You just need the right leads. And so, yeah, so that's how a funnel works.
0: Uh, That's so good. Well, uh, okay, I want to like continue kind of with that analogy into our next question. My next question is how would someone go about like practically setting up a sales funnel? Could you continue with that analogy? Cause it was so good. Like Iceland couples. Okay. Getting out a guide that is like, Hey, how to elope in Iceland, which is incredible because you're serving people with content that's helpful and tangible. Um, and so how would you continue with that analogy? Like, like step-by-step, like practically logistically.
2: Right. So at the top, I would be giving them something that doesn't require them to give me their email or name because they may not be ready to give up any of their information, right? They haven't ever heard of me before. So at the top, I probably give them, you know, some blogs, some written material, uh, maybe, you know, maybe a video that talks a little bit about the topic that they can consume completely for free, right? So this allows me to get in front of them at a very kind of low friction, very kind of casual way. So after they consume that material, what happens is they're going to get tagged with my pixel on Facebook. Now, pixel, and I come, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but a pixel is just uh, a little piece of code that goes on whatever website you're using as part of your campaign. And it is able to identify the person who lands on your, on that website, uh, which, who is it on Facebook? So it essentially just matches a user on Facebook or Instagram with whoever came to that website. Now, on step two, when I do want to collect their email address, uh, and their name, I would go back and give them something a little bit bigger and a little bit more valuable. And at this point they've already consumed some of my material. They've watched videos, they've uh, you know read blog posts. and so they know I'm not just some kind of you know random weirdo. They know I'm a legitimate business and they already know that I provide quality material. And so now I come back, let's say with a with a PDF guide that is a lot more comprehensive and I ask for them to give me their email address and name. And they'll do that. They'll give you the email address and name in exchange for that PDF. Now that I have their email address and name, I start emailing them stuff. Now, that doesn't mean email them sales things. Uh, I would never send them an email like, oh, I'm having a sale 20% off if you book, you know, in the next month for 2020, because they're just not ready to book, right? Um, if you look at it like, a like, if you take it as an analogy to um, dating, you don't just walk up to somebody in the bar and you go like, hey, do you want to get married? Like that would be super weird. You probably That's get really maced, <laughs> right? You probably get maced or tased oh my gosh, um, yeah. or both. Um, but, but think of it this way. If you walk up to that person in the bar and you say, Hey, you mind if I sit next to you? They might say yes. And then you might strike up a conversation. That same person, you might ask them on a date a few days later because you got their phone number. And then you, you know, uh, maybe eight or nine or 10 months later, you might propose and they would say Yes. So what changed? It's the same person, right? If you ask them on on the first encounter that mace you, but you ask them 10 months later and they say, yes, I'll marry you. What changed is that you've built a relationship and you've built trust.
0: Oh, Max, that's so good. Like, that's so good. Just like, the analogy of marketing in general and relating that to a relationship, like I'm all about that. It's because it's true. Like you have to foster that relationship and cultivate it over time in order to like get the sale or, you know, get the ring.
2: Right, well, relationship relationships are relationships. Like in my point of view, there's no difference between a romantic relationship, a friendship or a business relationship. The only difference is how do you spend the time together? But fundamentally at the core of it, relationships are based on trust. If there is no trust, neither one of these type of relationships is going to work.
1: Oh, that is so good. Um, Max, I would love just kind of like circling back around. Cause I know a lot of people probably hearing all of this, first of all, Facebook ads and in general, but then also like hearing us dive into like, even just scraping the surface of like funnels and sales funnels. Um, can you just talk maybe a little bit about like the first step of like what they can do to get started, which to my understanding, is the Facebook pixel. Um, I know you kind of touched on that, but would you want to just even like be like, hey, if you're super lost and confused, here's step one.
2: Totally. So number one, I'm going to say this. Facebook is like a DSLR. DSLR for those who are not photographers. DSLR is these really fancy cameras that have a gazillion buttons on them. And so it does really help when you can see which, like when somebody literally shows you which button to push. So I'm going to tell you like I, what I did is, I put together a three-hour video that literally walks you step by step with screenshots and like screen video and shows you where to push. Um, and you guys can get that. Like I could at the end of the episode, I can tell them how to get it.
0: Yeah, yes. We'll put it in our show notes.
2: Yeah, and 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 by the way, along with that three-hour video, which can sound a little intimidating, you can break it into (laughs) several sittings, like you don't have to watch it all at once. There's also like about 30 hours of content. That talks about how to build your ads, how to design a funnel, like all of that is available for free, uh, because I just like I want to help people get that, like understand how this works. Uh, But so what I'm going to do here is explain it kind of more of a uh, from a top level type of approach where I'm not going to tell you which buttons to push, but uh, rather what what it is that you need to do. So step one, you need to have a website that is designed to convert, not just designed to tell them like facts about you. And, and I know you guys cover all of that in your workshop. So for those who have your workshop, it, they will already know what to do with their website. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's step one. Once you have your website, you want to go into Facebook. You want to go to business.facebook.com and you want to set up an account. It's free. They don't charge you anything. the only requirement is you need to have a business. They will ask you for your business name, business address, and all of that stuff. So once you set up an account, um, you are able to navigate to a section that's called Pixels and you're able to create a new pixel. Once you create that pixel, Facebook will give you, depending on the kind of platform you use, if you're using something like WordPress or Squarespace or Wix or any of these main platforms, um, you won't need to do much. There's already plugins. You'll just, you know, Facebook will give you like a menu of different platforms. You'll just click on the appropriate one and they'll give you like a button to push and you'll be done. Um, If you don't have any of these major platforms and you're using like, a custom made website, then Facebook will give you a little code. It's probably about six or seven lines long. You just copy that code and you put it in the header of your website. Now once you have that pixel, Facebook will start tracking everybody who comes to your website. So step, you know, the next step would be um, is to sit down and design a journey or design that funnel. Like ask yourself, if I was that couple or if I was that client, what kind of journey would I want to take? right? Let's, you know, we've been giving lots of wedding examples. So let's take an example of an accountant because I know you guys are going to be having uh, you know a show with an accountant. So here's what I would do if I was in, in your accountant's shoes, right? I would first of all make sure I have a good website. Then I would install the pixel. Then step three would be to create some resources on your website that are helpful. So if I was an accountant, I'd create articles that talk about how to keep your records properly so that you're ready for your accountant when when they have to do your taxes, how to track your expenses, which app to use for mileage tracking, and so on and so forth. And I would have all of that on my blog. I would then go back to Facebook and I'd create ads that run both on Facebook and Instagram. And the ads would be like, hey, are you a small business owner? Not sure how how, how to best keep track of your mileage for taxes? Here's an article that will tell you exactly what to do. So if I see that as a small business owner, I'd be like, hell yeah, I want to learn how to do it and it's free. So I'd click on it. The article should be not too short where it feels like it doesn't have any value, but also not too long that it feels like I need to sit down in a library and (laughs) like, you know, you know, ideally it's between, you know, 600 words and 1200 words. It should be written in a casual language where it's, it's an easy read. I should be able to read it while I stand in line at Starbucks and right. It should be like a five minute read and it should deliver real value. I need to be able to walk away from that article with something actionable, something that, that I can do right away. And, and it will help my business. So I would do that. And I would repeat it with two, three, four articles depending on how robust my business is and how many leads I need. So what, so once people start coming to these articles and reading that, I would then retarget them with yet the next step, which would be something a little bit more robust like a downloadable PDF or a quiz. So to go back to the accountant example, I would put in front of them a quiz that says take this two minute quiz to determine if you're ready for tax uh, you know for tax time or if you're ready for you know April 15th. And of course small business owners be like, oh I want to know if I'm ready then click on the quiz. And that answered, you know, eight to 10 questions. And then before the quiz gives them the results, it would ask for their name and email address. So obviously they would give the name and email address if they trust the person because they've already read articles on their website and they know it's a reputable Mm accountant. Once I'd collect their email address and name, I then start sending them once or twice a week material that was relevant to them. So different articles, different resources. And sometimes these resources don't even have to be yours. Like. If I was an accountant and I find a really cool article um, on the IRS website that pertains to small business owners, I'd take the link and I'd be like, hey, I was browsing through the IRS website and saw this, art, you know, this article that I thought would help you. So here's the link, right? Zero effort is put into producing the material. And you know, you're not claiming that it's yours. You're just basically saying, hey, I thought of you while reading this article. Of course, it is better if it is yours, because then you can also pixel them when they come to read it. Um, so if you can write your more articles on your own, it's even better. And then after this process for a, a couple of weeks where they kind of get warmed up and they, they feel like they trust you, I would go back and put a sales in front of them. At this point, it is time to sell. And I would basically say, hey, I have a few spots open for small business owners. If you're looking for, for an amazing accountant who is going to you know, make sure that money is left in your pocket and Uncle Sam doesn't take it all, click here and let's talk. And that, that's it. It's as simple as that.
0: Ugh. Max, I am like reeling like this. This goes so much deeper than just like simple Facebook ads. Like what you're teaching is like marketing gold. It's like you're you are teaching how to foster a relationship and lead them and serving them w- consistently with with content and helpful value, like serve, serve, serve. And then finally sell once you've actually built that relationship and nurtured that lead and nurtured that relationship. Like that, that is gold. Anybody listen to that? That's, that's marketing 101 right there. <laughs> like he is dropping some fire.
2: Yeah. And, and again, that's just relationships. If you think about it for a second in friendship, it takes a different route, but you're doing the same thing. You know, at first you're not like nobody becomes a best friend on the first time we meet. Right. But over time, having been nice to each other and done favors for each other and been there for each other when when the other person needed you, you end up being best friends.
0: That's so true. I I have one more question that's not on like our list, but like, I think it's a question that a lot of people might have is backing up to the very beginning, say that they're a service based industry or, or not even a service, based it could be product based, whatever. And they, they want a certain type of client. Um, I guess for weddings, like if you work in the wedding industry, it's pretty easy to be like, oh, I want like this type of bride, like, I guess going back to like the Iceland example, like if somebody wants to book an elopement in Iceland, they want to strategically reach out on Facebook ads to people that are interested in that. Like, and obviously you can do that with like a uh, an opt-in or a, a PDF that's like, hey, how to elope in Iceland. But what is your advice for targeting people on Facebook based on like their interests? Like, Like, I know that you can like target people that like have liked certain things or are interested in certain things. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: So Facebook and Instagram have a ton of information about you. So here's what happens. Um, when you are logged into Facebook, um, it doesn't matter like whether you're on Facebook and you're doing things or you're off Facebook. Facebook is tracking you and they're doing it with several different ways. Um, so when you're on Facebook, every time you click on something, every time you like something, every time you post something, um, Facebook is reading that stuff and you'll be surprised how powerful their machine learning and AI algorithms are, they can understand what it is that you've posted on Facebook. Like, it doesn't take a human to understand that. Their AI actually reads your posts and then categorizes you. And if you want to see how freakingly accurate they are in the settings in Facebook, um, and you can Google where that setting is because it's kind of buried really deep. But if you go into your own profile settings, you'll see when you go into your own interests and you'll see there's different interests selected for you, and you'll see like something like, for example, political party affiliation. And you click on that, and you may have never selected what political party you're affiliated with, but Facebook knows it. Like you go in and it'll say, like, you know, moderately liberal or uh, you know ultra-conservative, and you're like, wait, how do they even know that? That's so sketchy. <laughs> it's really creepy, but they're tracking everything. Now, beyond their own platform, beyond what you do on Facebook and Instagram, when you are out on the world wide web. Going to all the different websites you go to, most of these websites nowadays have a Facebook pixel. So yes, Facebook advertises their pixel as a tool for a business owner to be able to retarget their traffic. However, they're also paying attention to what kind of websites you visit, how long you stay there, what kind of blogs you're reading, all of that stuff. And so Facebook has thousands of data points on you as a person. And the more you are engaging with websites that have Facebook pixel, and the more you are engaging on Facebook and Instagram themselves, the more Facebook knows about you. Which is why when you look at Facebook, some of the ads, you're like, they're super targeted. You're like, how the hell do they know that I want to go on vacation specifically to Hawaii? Like, how do they know that?
0: (laughs) There's so many instances where I feel like I don't even say it out loud. I just think about something and then I see a Facebook ad for it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, using really complex statistical models, they know what you want, right? They're able to take all the different steps you've taken, combine it to a very, very robust statistical algorithm and derive what else you might want, you know, to buy or, or do. And so because of that, they know a lot about you. So how does that help you as a business owner? Well, if you're building your Facebook ad, you'll see that on top of choosing age and location and language and all that other stuff, you're able to type in interests. And it feels like there's a never-ending list of interests. You can pretty much type a gazillion different choices of things, but you can target your people very precisely. So to give you an example, uh, let's say that you really are into people who like to hike. Like I have a buddy of mine who is a wedding photographer and he does these things called a pioneer sessions. Um, and basically what a pioneer session is, he goes with a couple on a hike the day before their shoot And he documents it as they hike up a mountain. And then when they get to the top, they camp, they do a fire and they do dinner up there. And he's documenting all of that while they're hanging out. And then the next morning they get up before sunrise and they shoot a sunrise shoot. And then they hike down and he documents that as well. So it's like an experience, like a two-day engagement session experience.
1: That's amazing.
2: Right. So what do you need to know about a couple to decide whether they'd be a good fit for this or not? Well, you need to know, do they like nature? Do they like hiking? Like not everybody wants to hike six miles up a mountain. So if you went on Facebook and you targeted people who are interested in hiking or interested in, in brands like North Face or Patagonia or so on and so forth, you know, people who drive a Subaru, like there's a certain profile that, you know, that will target these people who like, you know, you probably shouldn't like people like you probably shouldn't be targeting people who like things like video game and you know, have zero interest in, in, in nature or hiking because they're not going to be interested to hike six miles up a mountain.
1: I'm sorry, Max. I just can't handle the fact that you said Subaru.
2: <laughs> it's true, though. I I, I I don't want you to think like I'm being stereotypical, but I've ran no. a bunch of ads for Alpen photographers, and one of the things that like targets people who want, who like to be in nature is freaking Subaru. Is great I at will, that. I will,
0: I will say, um, as the resident person in this podcast interview that drives a Subaru, I also I also do like hiking, so I can affirm that as a fact.
2: Right. And I know that sounds like, you know, very being very stereotypical, but there are certain things that like connect, like, you know, like you just said, yes, I drive a Subaru and and I like hiking. And I, after doing lots of research and, you know, especially after working with Maddie, where I I ran a really robust campaign for for her elopement business, um, I found out like Subaru is freaking is perfect for targeting people who like hiking. (laughs) Um, so true. Of course, it's not just super like, but you just have to ask yourself, like, what is it that that my people really love that people who are not my people won't care for? Right. Yeah. You don't want to target things like pizza because everybody freaking loves pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. This is such a good, like we can do a whole other episode sometime on this, but like creating a customer avatar or just like a a picture, a very, very specific picture of who your ideal client that you're trying to like get is, um, like literally where they shop, what they love, what movies they love, what books they read, like that way, you know, those things. And then when you're going to make your Facebook ads, you have like that information of, figuring out the connection points of like, oh, I want to reach people that love hiking. Okay, they like Subarus. If they liked Subaru or whatever, or in a Subaru group, I don't know, on Facebook, like making that connection.
2: So I'll give you an example that will be specific for you guys. So when you guys first reached out to me the first time around in January, and you said, hey, we want to advertise our our workshop, um, our online course. Like at that time, I didn't know your audience. It was much easier this time around because I knew your audience. I had notes and everything. But the first time around, what I did is I sat down, like I blocked out a four hour time where I completely disconnected and I went on Instagram uh, on both of your profiles and I went on your, like a list of your followers and I looked at like several hundred followers, clicked on their name, looked what they're posting, looked, paid attention, what kind of brands they're using. And that's how I got to know them just by looking at, at your followers profiles. Obviously some of them were private, so I couldn't access, but a lot of them were public. So like if I click on it and I see like, oh, I see a lot of people holding a Canon camera. Maybe a lot of their followers are Canon users and so on and so forth. That's just an example. Um, But that's one way of finding out. Another way that I use in my wedding business that works great is once a year, I set aside time where I call every single couple I shot with for the previous year. And I do a quick 15, 20 minute interview where I ask them, what kind of car you drive? Uh, What kind of clothing you like to, to buy? Like, where do you go on vacation? What do you guys do in your spare time? And by taking all of the data in and combining it into a profile, I can create a really accurate avatar profile and I even give them names just for fun. So like I had a profile named Lisa, Lisa, and (sighs) it was essentially like just a a female profile that I that was like a composite of all the brides that I worked with for the previous year. Uh, But by giving it a name, it kind of makes it more fun and, and kind of easier to work with.
1: Heck yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I love that. Max, you have so, so, so much wisdom. Um, and I literally know that we just touched like that was, this was all just a drop in the bucket of what all of this actually like can be and can look like from a marketing perspective and like an ad campaigns perspective and a sales funnel perspective. Um, So, but I also don't want to overwhelm people by like going way too crazy on this one podcast episode. So we definitely should just have you come back like a few times and like cover all sorts. Yeah, Yeah. literally. Um, But I would love, I know you have some resources for like teaching entrepreneurs um, like Facebook ad marketing and things. I know you touched on like one of those. Can you just like talk, like what are you, offering that our listeners could take advantage of.
2: Yeah, totally. So if you guys go to marketingbymax.com, you'll see that there's going to be a big button there that says, take me to the Facebook group. The group is free. And even though there is a question there that asks for your email address, you can leave it blank. Like it's not mandatory to give your email address to join the group. The The only thing that's mandatory to join the group is that you have a business, which I verify by asking you for your website or business social media. Um, so if you don't have a business, you won't be able to access the group. But as long as you have a small business, you're welcome to, to the group. And then inside the group, you'll see a section that's called units. And inside there, there's over 30 hours of videos. And these are not just fluff videos. These are like step-by-step tutorials with screencasting and like everything you need to get started. And honestly, like about half of the people in that group never end up having to do anything else. They just consume the videos on the group and they have everything they need to to book themselves completely. The other thing that's available in the group is there's a nice, lovely community of 4,000 people. Um, some of them are really, really smart and know a lot about marketing. Um, and then you, if you if you have a problem and you ask a question, like people will literally jump in right away to try and help you. And if you tag me in your question, I'll like immediately try and help you um, if I know the answer. Um, and there's zero tolerance for bullying in the group so you don't have to worry about asking a stupid question or anything like that there are no stupid questions and there is zero bullying there like nobody's going to like be mean to you because you because you posted something because people who are being mean get kicked out right away so it's a very safe environment there's no couples in there only vendors and so like you, you can feel safe asking questions if you have those after watching the videos
1: I can't believe you have 30 hours of video content that are like super in depth. Like Max, you are literally like, I say this all the time to people. I'm like, no, he's literally a wizard, like a freaking marketing genius. Like, and like, right
0: now, you look like Dumbledore with your beard.
1: I do, and I love
2: it too. Like
0: it's, it's amazing. It,
2: I look like a cartoon with my beard and my hair. An
0: do you have an updated headshot? That when you send it, like it's like shows the glory that is your beard.
2: I don't have a <laughs> professional one, unfortunately. Nah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I probably should. Like whatever headshot I sent you, my beard is like four times longer now, as you know from the Zoom calls. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. Well, thank you so much. Is there anywhere anywhere else that they can find you? You mentioned your Facebook group and then you mentioned a website. Can you just reiterate that again? Basically, just like lay it out everywhere that everyone can find you to hire you to get just more information, to say hi, to sing your praises, like lay it on us.
2: Totally. So guys, just go to marketingbymax.com and in there, you'll see the button for the group where I'm very engaged. You can tag me in questions. You'll also see at the bottom right corner, a little chat bubble. If you just want to reach out one-on-one privately and you don't want to post it in the group, you just click on the chat bubble. That goes straight to my Facebook Messenger. Um, so you can find me like that on Facebook. Um, if you find me on Instagram, I'm not like super active as far as posting. But if you send me a message, I respond. Um, and so you can find me on Instagram at maxim.satic. Um, And yeah, that's about it. Instagram, Facebook, and the website.
0: Can you spell your Instagram?
2: Sure. It's M-A-X-I-M dot S-A-D-I-K. So just just my name. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Max.
0: Like you have just dropped so much knowledge. I know. So our listeners are going to get so much out of this episode. I got so much out of this episode and we're just going to continue to sing your praises. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to chat with us and have just such an amazing conversation.
2: Thank you guys. This was lovely.